Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Wilson Podcast, a.k.a. Two Guys Talking About How Busy, Stressed, and Sad They Are. You can email the show at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. I am your lovely host, Brian Wilson. And I am your lively host, Jay Wilson. Yeah. I was looking at our notes for this episode, and it seems like... Like most other episodes recently, we're just going to be talking about how stressed and busy we are. Yeah, it's it's not that bad. It's been worse. I had a really <laughs> acute bad time, and then mostly not bad time, I'd say. But okay, well that's good. Uh, yeah, I uh, I had I had oh, I've been having a good day today. It's been slowly getting better. Well, that's good. Yeah. Should we start there, or should we start with the sad stuff? I was going to go inverse chronological. Um, That's usually a good way to approach it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> no, I was going to just sort of start where we left off before, because I forget it was. I forget what day it was, but I know it was the week before Illinois track meet. Okay. That's a good landmark For to me. work off of. So... For me, for me. Um, no, nah, but uh, yeah. So I had I don't remember much from that week. It's been like three weeks now. But I um, I do recall. So Illinois was the big track meet that I was kind of like had my sights set on because I was pretty sure it would be one of my last opportunities to run a full English mile. Ooh. So I wanted to run sub four forty is one of the big marks I want to cross for this season. Um. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited for it, um, but what I wasn't excited for was that uh, the friend group was throwing a surprise birthday party for Kelly, and I was going to have to miss it. Go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just think your co-host is going to say something, but... <laughs> um, but, uh, so then... Jay, you have to understand, I'm not interested in anything you're saying, so yeah. just get it over with. Well, you might get interested here soon, because... So we were having a surprise birthday party for her, um, and it was going to be on Saturday, which I was going to be gone for, so I was really sad. Um, but then, quick audible to Friday, um, because different things were lining up for different people. But, basically, I was a little bit stressed about it, because I knew I wanted to run really fast on Saturday, so I was worried about, like party going on Friday. Um, right. But I decided, you know what? Like, I'm in college. This is college club running. This is going to be a big fun party with all of my friends. I'm going to, like, hang out a little bit and, like, partake in the party. Um, didn't get sloshed. Switched to water partway through the night. Um, but, Brian, the... But, Brian, the... But Brian's back. He's back. And he's buddier than ever. Um, not butterier, but, <laughs> so I had the task of distracting Kelly while they set up. Oh. So, yeah, it was mostly Sophia, um, and a few of the other friends in terms of setting up the logistics of, like, getting the decorations and all that stuff. So I, I had a very small role, partially because I wasn't going to be able to be there until pretty soon before, but... Once it was once it was Friday, I was just like, "All right, I can." I'm like the least suspicious individual to like distract Kelly for this amount of time because like anybody else would be like, "Hey, why are we like doing something on a Friday like early evening together?" Um, yeah. But so we went to Adriatico's because she's been wanting to go. Had some good pizza, some good times. We talked about stuff. Um, nice. But I was really stressed about trying to not reveal the secret and to also leave her in a place where she didn't see it coming which I know you and I both do. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. That's a great place to be in with a girl. <laughs> yeah. So you, for you, it was the engagement with Sydney that is most recent in my mind, where you thoroughly uh-huh. convinced her that you were not going to propose to the point of sadness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Overshot it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I felt like I, I was, would never ask you to marry me. You? Ugh. What are you thinking? <laughs> Um, no, but I, uh, so I wanted to be convincing. I don't think I did anything like bad, but I could definitely see where, uh, I was definitely committing to the other direction pretty hard. And I was just like, okay, I can see how Brian kind of could go off the rails. Cause in, when you're in that mode, anytime you're like starting to, when you're doing a good job, like acting, i.e. lying, um, 
<laughs> like you, you you feel good like you're doing the you're doing the right thing like you're like accomplishing what you're trying to do and like we're very goal oriented yeah. people so like <laughs> um, so then I was at dinner and we were just talking about how like we had nothing to do tonight and I was like ask, I I asked her a couple times throughout the day I was like hey is like is the friend group doing anything like just trying to lay the seeds of like there's nothing going on tonight and um yeah and then like we were talking about what to do and like the whole dinner we were like planning like what we would do that evening like we were like not like laying out specific plans but i was like what are we gonna do tonight and then we were just like well we could go see a movie like what movie would we see she's like yeah we don't really want to go see a movie and then she's like well what else could we do we could like go to a bar i guess and then like we were we were like brainstorming (laughs) all evening and then yeah eventually we get back and there's a big shrek themed birthday party with all of our good friends and it was a great time. Um, nice. Yeah, it was. It was just a really, really fun evening. Lots of lots of folks. Some people drove in who we don't see very often, so that was really cool and a good time was had. That whole them. description just cut out for me. I didn't hear anything you said. Ah, the listeners heard it. Um, but <laughs> I was a little concerned that I stayed up too late and like I was on my feet a lot, so I was worried I was going to be sluggish the next day. Which um, I'll blame any and all of my uh, poor performance at Illinois on that um yeah i heard you really uh really beefed it in the high jump uh well yeah so my uh coach didn't sign me up for high jump <laughs> oh this was a different meet yeah oh okay never mind then yeah cedarville is where i beefed it this one i didn't even have the opportunity to beef okay it. um dnb <laughs> didn't did even not bring beef. the beef <laughs> um <laughs> but yes <laughs> that's like an extremely niche joke um but i'm so here for it though um yeah so i like show up for high jump it's the first event of the day and they're just like yeah you're not on the start list and then i ask my club president he's just like dude i'm sorry and i was just like ah it's not that big a deal um it was at the same time as the four bait so i was a little bit split focus anyway so i was like i'm not pressed about not doing high jump um but uh i ran a really good four by eight leg I ran, I think, as fast as a, I think the fastest 800 split I've ever had in college. Ooh. Yeah. Not by a ton. Care to share? It was like 206, I think. 206, about. Wow. That's, that's pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was pleased with that 800 split. Um, you know, it's always like kind of a little iffy when you're like doing like a relay split for a time, but, um, I felt good about that. And that sort of justified, I, I underperformed a little bit in the, um, in the full mile, I think I, I went like 450 low maybe. And I was like really hoping okay. to go like five or four, 440, um, sub 440 if I could. Yeah. Cause like I had ran 447 a few weeks prior and I'd done a lot of training and I like really wanted to rip a fast mile. This is the last one, but I just like didn't really have the gas. Um, Aww. so that was a little sad. Um, but it's only indoor. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, Brian, is this track meet was in Illinois, so we had to drive three and a half hours to get there, and I drove the whole way there. Mm-hmm. So then wow. the meet lasts all day. The last there were so many heats that there. I think there were thirteen heats of the mile. Um, oh boy! And there were like a bunch of like for fun four by fours at the end where people dressed up in a bunch of crazy costumes. There were some pretty great costumes in that meet. Um, That's fun. Man, yeah, I should. Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll read. I took notes to write an email in the House of Run, but I'll I'll tell you some of them because there are some pretty good ones. My favorite, I guess, I won't reveal my favorite yet. So here were some of the here are some of the ones that I felt were uh, worth writing down. So one team did Mario Kart, and they were handing off like a wheel, Ooh. like a Wii controller wheel. Yeah, they were like driving around. <laughs> That's fun. And then the last person coming in to hand off. Because it was like Mario, Luigi, some other character, and then one of them was a banana. And um, coming into them was who? A banana. No. <laughs> so then coming into the last handoff, because the banana was the anchor, um, the person was driving uh-huh. in, and then the banana just laid across the start line. <laughs> and like the person came in and like hit them and like spun around <laughs> and then like gave them the baton. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were, what was it? There were four regular Minnesota athletes passing a like a meter and a half long orange crayon like a ginormous crayon um <laughs> what yeah there was a oh there were four iowa athletes who had back who were like wearing like button-up short sleeve shirts like khaki shorts 
and like glasses that were taped mm-hmm. together and they were all wearing backpacks and carrying like and passing a textbook as the baton and they were all just like yelling about <laughs> how they were like really late to class <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a good one yeah there was a oh there were four forest gumps passing a ping pong paddle around and then that's um, pretty cool and then at the end of the relay, or I think, I forget if it was, I think it was at the end of the relay, just like all of them took off. Like the guy who finished kept going and then they all followed him out of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that makes it amazing. Yeah. So that, I, I really liked that. <laughs> um, what was it? Some guy ran heat nine of 13 of the mile in jeans and a straw cowboy hat, which was pretty cool. That was just like a separate honorable mention. <laughs> um, oh, there were Darth Vader and four and uh, three other Sith. Were um passing a giant lightsaber, and when they were running, they played like the Star Wars theme. That was pretty cool. That's cool. <laughs> but uh, my Man, fa- that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. No, the people were having a ball with it. But um, one of my favorite, the, or the favorite, in my personally, was there were four Bob Rosses, <laughs> all carrying their own like pallets <laughs> okay. and um like passing a paintbrush. And that's good. It was just really funny because one like you had the froze like being blown back by the wind and like some people's mustaches would fall yeah. off um uh-huh. but it was the fact that like somebody just seeing somebody who's supposed to be so calm and like sedate just like running so fast like looking like they have very urgent yeah. business <laughs> like just seeing bob ross like <laughs> sprinting was just a very funny image to me so yeah was... i wonder if the real bob ross has ever sprinted in his life yeah i don't know um if you did, I bet you it looked I would bet like against relaxed. It. Um, and then w- one other one was there was four there were four Illinois athletes who were just like wearing regular stuff, but they were passing a 16 inch Jimmy John's sandwich. Nice. So that, was, that, was, that was pretty silly. Um, but yeah, that's amazing. So that was that. What meet. if what if under his clothes Bob Ross is actually just like super ripped? I believe it. And like when he's running a 400, like his whole body is tense and like being pushed to the limit, but then his face is still just so calm. Yeah, I feel like, because there's a lot of runners who have, like, pretty calm expressions when they're running. I can't imagine he wouldn't. Um, yeah. But, so, those 4x4s, Brian, were going off at midnight our time. Oh, wow. So, that was midnight Cincinnati time. So, it was only, like, it was, like, we made, we probably got out of there by, like, 11.20 uh, Illinois time, 12.20 Cincinnati time. But then, I mm-hmm. had made sure to get food during my gaps, uh, so that I wouldn't have to stop on the way mm-hmm. back. Like I went and ran and got some, literally. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, other people were just like, "Oh, I, I'm starving," and it's like 11:20, and I'm just like, "Dude, like we gotta drive three and a half hours back." So then, like, we go to a McDonald's immediately, and um, first of all, revelation: the quarter pounder is amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah, like it's the best thing McDonald's has to offer. Screw the Big Mac, <laughs> like. And I was What's ta- on the quarter pounder? Is it just like a cheeseburger with it's just, stuff it's, on it? It's like it's their Whopper, like it's their standard like large burger. But mm-hmm. apparently, it's well, the- I think the Whopper is like the Big Mac, though. No, right? no, 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 no. Because I think the the quarter pounder is their flagship burger at this point. Like the Big Mac's like a thing, but like the quarter pounder is the one because that Brian, my McDonald's uh, friend told me, oh, yeah, that one's the best. Your McDonald's friend. My McDonald's friend. His name's Ronald. Um, he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the only burger that they use, like, like they, 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 like, form a patty. Like, it's, like, raw meat. The other ones are just, like, discs that they have. What's the difference between a patty and a disc? Like, they have, like, a bag of, like, burger patties, but then they make, like, quarter-pounder Ground patties. beef. Interesting. And it's like, it shows, man. It was the best burger I've had from McDonald's in years. If that's their flagship, they're not doing a good job of letting people know. They let me know recently. That's why I got it. Because I've been seeing all these quarter pounder ads. And I was like, that looks awesome. I'm going to get one. And then I got it. And I was like expecting it to not be great. Like I just wanted like burger, fries, drink. I really wanted the Coke. Because I was like, I needed to stay awake. Um, Yeah. But yeah, then the quarter pounder, I was like, wait a minute. They like delivered like this is so good <laughs> so <laughs> i see a quarter pounder in my future for this weekend is all i'm saying oh okay it's gonna be a thing yeah yeah but um but anyways all right so then i had to, so then i was just like okay i'll drive the first bit back while you guys like eat because i i ate mm-hmm. during the meet um but then everyone ate and guess what everyone got tired after they ate brian and then 
everyone was knocked. So then your boy yeah, I bet. drove all the way back from Illinois starting at like midnight. And like 12.30, actually. Oh, wow. So then like we by the time... That's brutal. You, we, yeah. So Kelly told me, she was just like, oh, Jay, like uh, whenever you get back from the meet, like even if it's like 1 a.m., you should just like come like cuddle a little bit, like say goodnight. And I was just like, all right, yeah, deal. Uh-huh. And then... um. I was just like, hmm, I wonder if this deal's still going to stand if it's a quarter to six. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah, I think by the time I was crawling into bed, it was like, I think it was 5.45 the next day. Wow. So I'm it, assuming hotels were not in the running club budget this year. Hotels were not in the budget for this meet, at least. I think we'll stay overnight uh-huh. in Michigan for track nationals. But, yeah. so Yeah. It was rough out there, man. But I, you know, we made it back. I had some good conversations. The drive was like, there was no traffic. And I only really got real tired at one point because I drank so much Coke. And, uh, yeah, no traffic coming home at 3 a.m. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was good. It was good. Well, good. I'm glad it worked out in your favor. Yeah. I've been talking. I had a, uh, I had a fast food, I had a fast food revelation recently too. We went to a Burger King because, Sydney was craving a burger, and we, I was like, well, or maybe I was craving uh, Burger King this time. I don't know. But we went there, and we were trying to figure out what to get, and they have a burger called the Impossible King, which oh. I thought would be cooler, but it's actually less cool than an Impossible Whopper because it's just like an Impossible Burger, but without any toppings. Oh. So I thought that was kind of dumb. He said, yeah, it's just an Impossible. It's like an Impossible Whopper, but it doesn't have any of the toppings except onions. And I was like, that's just, that's just very strange, but I'll, I'll take that without the onions, I guess. And then they give it to me, and it has pickles, mustard, and ketchup on it. And I'm like, I hate pickles. Why did you not tell me there were pickles on this? Like, I don't think that guy knew what he was talking about, but wait, so it was, like, they were two for, the Impossible King was two for six, so that's why I got it. Oh, that's big. They haven't had a two for six since they introduced the Impossible Whopper. Yeah, or it might have been two for seven. Which was an insane deal. Like I know. That's what... So the Impossible King was two for seven. <laughs> and then Sid, Sydney got the Impossible Whopper meal, which is like $11 or something. And then we, I had my two sandwiches. She had her one sandwich. We shared the fries and the drink and everything. Yeah. But regardless, I started ruminating on the fact that when Impossible Whoppers came out, you could get two for $6. I was, and I was like... yeah. Every time I was, I was driving, like, has inflation really like, been that high, or was that just like iconic and we didn't appreciate it in dude, its time? It was insane. I think I got because that that might have been while I was dating Tony. So I was driving between Cincinnati and Columbus a lot, or maybe I was just driving. It was like any time I was driving more than an hour, I would be like, "Oh, stop at a Burger King, get a couple of posse whoppies." <laughs> yeah, I can tell you actually, it was it was three years ago today that they were doing it because really? I'm at the same plant I was three years ago and it was Gain Train 2020 oh, and there's yeah. a Burger King across the street from this hotel <laughs> and I remember at the end of the night reluctantly shoveling two impossible offers down my gullet no, so yeah, that yeah. I could get enough calories for Gain Train. It was while I was working at Toyota for my first co-op. Yeah, that was three years ago because like... Uh... Because I, I we talked about impossible waffles with a my buddy Christian at Toyota. That was the yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh man, good times. What a time to be alive, man. Remember when you could get remember when you could get two impossible waffles for six dollars? Yeah, that's gonna be the deal oh. that we tell our grandkids about. Where it's just like, well, you know, there was a time, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh, you know, you know how one impossible whopper costs fifty universal credits now? It used to only be six dollars for two of them. You know how one impossible whopper costs three hundred Bezos bucks now? It's a three hundred Bezos bucks. <laughs> you know how one impossible whopper costs point zero zero eight bitcoins now? <laughs> hey, you you remember you remember back when we could buy impossible whoppers instead of just AI shoveling food paste down our gullets while we run on treadmills? <laughs> Oh, simpler times. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Do you remember? Do you remember when we could buy impossible whoppers before the crabs ruined all of the infrastructure in America? Before the crabs crabs came out of nowhere, man. Crabs took over. (laughs) Made us all start walking sideways. 
Um, Remember when we didn't have to wear fake crab claws around all the time? It was so much easier to... Do you remember when you could feel the gentle embrace of, of your loved ones before we all had claws permanently grafted to the ends of our arms? <laughs> 2044 was a rough year. Do you, do you remember back when we didn't... When our eyes weren't at the ends of stalks? <laughs> Do you remember not being a crab? Do you remember? <laughs> Do you remember when we got to live on the land? Man, I miss being above water. Do you remember not filter feeding? <laughs> One day I just woke up and realized I had a really long, elaborate dream that I was a human, but then I remembered I was actually just a crab the whole time. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you? Do you remember when we weren't crabs? That was, that was the... Okay. Um, <laughs> Do you remember when we weren't crabs and we were eating Impossible Whoppers? God, God damn it, I hate krill. <laughs> Dude, what do crabs eat? They don't eat krill. I don't know. Um, just like filter feed, right? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, but anyhow. In other news, Jay, uh, disc golf has been fighting back. Let has me tell you. Yeah, so... Uh, Sydney and I played, we've played a handful of courses now because we've been driving around a lot. So it's like if we have a long driving day, we'll like stop and stop at a disc golf course and play. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, where were we? I think we played at a course in Birmingham. Mm. And naturally, one of my throws uh, careened off into the woods. So I had to go chase it down. And whilst, uh, whilst chasing my disc down through the woods, I acquired a small cut on my leg. Which I thought to be inconsequential. Um, and then a few days after I received said cut, it started getting uh, like red and puffy and itchy. Mm. I was like, eh, I'm sure this will pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then Sydney reunited with me shortly after that, and I showed her, and she was like, wow, you really need to get that looked at. I was like, ah, I'm going to give it a couple days. Um <laughs> And then I was at work, and I didn't have a day off or anything, but eventually Sydney forced me to go to the doctor, and it turns out it was infected, so I've been taking antibiotics for the past, like, week or so now. Nice, nice. But I was like, I don't remember ever getting an infected cut before. Yeah, I mean, things have gotten, like, I've gotten infected toes before. Right, yeah, I remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Man, that, we've been doing yeah, this that podcast, was podcast for a while. fodder. I, well, to be fair, that was, that... Toe Watch 2020 was a blip in a long and lustrous career of having fucked up toes. <laughs> but, um, remember when we weren't crabs and we had toes that could get infected? I remember toes. <laughs> um, but, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, that getting stuff infected sucks. I, I think my gum got infected for a second. Or not infected. Not, really? It, it was not infected. It was just irritated. I, uh... Yeah, I was just like, man, that gum is, like, a little tender today. And um, I noticed it, like, in the morning. And then that night when I went to brush my teeth, I, like, started brushing my teeth. And as soon as I brushed past that one, pathed that one, I, um, it just bleeding. Bleeding, ex like, ex exceedingly. And I was like... Oh, jeez. Like, whoa there, that's not good. So then I was <laughs> like, pause the brush, spit out the toothpaste... Still bleeding, like profusely. And I was like, hmm. Oh, wow. So then I, I bust out the floss, and I floss all my teeth, and then I get to that one, and I like floss it, and it feels like the good kind of hurt. Where you're like, oh, yeah, get Yeah, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was all up in there, and then I like find like a little piece of like corn kernel like in the, in oh, the, boy. In the gore. And I was just like, hmm, that probably was what was causing it. And then I, like, finished flossing, brushed my teeth, it was it stopped bleeding, and I was just like, okay. And then, yeah, it was fine after that. But I was just like, it's always satisfying when you get one of those. Like, you're just like, ah, yeah, got the thing. Got the thing, yeah. That's a good feeling. But, yeah, so I think it's the first time I've ever had something infected. First time I've ever had to take antibiotics that I can remember, at least. Mm. But also my takeaway from the whole thing was, like, modern medicine for the win. Like, yeah, you, you could have lost that leg. You could have died. Yeah, that's what... That's what Sydney was like very adamant about me going to the doctor to get this looked at. And I'm like, it can wait another day. Like, what's the big deal? And she's like, no, go. So I went and I was like, 
man, like, what would happen if I didn't get antibiotics? She's like, they'd probably try a bunch of dumb shit to fix it, and then they'd end up cutting off your leg. Like, they'd probably try cauterizing it, or, like, leeches and stuff like that. But then, like, nine times out of ten, you're losing that leg in the old yeah. days. I also like, think wow. that, like, it's But a... now it's like you just go to the doctor, they literally, like, I was a nuisance to them. They were like, oh, yep, infection, take these pills, mm-hmm. and then it just goes away, magically. Like, yeah. we are so lucky to live now. <laughs> No, and there's, like, still people who, like, uh, like, what was it? One of the characters, which, like, I realize this is a fictitious show, but one of the characters in Orange is the New Black, like, didn't have a leg, and he's just like, yeah, I got into a dirty hot tub in Mexico when I had a cut on my leg and, like, got infected. Um, but I think, what is it? It's like, if you get rashes, you like, you'll it'll get infected. This is all based on my, like, uh, viewing of Hell on Wheels and, like, uh, Walking Dead, but... If you get, like, an infection... Seems legit. I think eventually it'll, like, go into the bloodstream like the infection will, and that's when you're really screwed. Or, like, if you get, like, rashes elsewhere as a result of that cut. Like, you'll, like, start to get a rash somewhere else randomly. And that's when... I think that's a sign that it's in your blood. And then it's like, you're screwed, dude. Like, you're done, so... You're done. Um, so, yeah. Bacteria is pretty ruthless. Yeah, man. Huh. You ever ever think about how... so uh, that was just kind of... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, do you ever talk about how, like, no. viruses aren't alive? You ever talked about that? Yeah, dude. I've watched some YouTube videos on viruses, and they are freaking, they're wiling out over there's, there. There's, like, a little string of DNA out there just, like, doing their thing. Like, it just exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's not It's not quite alive. But, I mean, yeah, it's just a string of DNA trying to make more of itself. But, I mean, at the end of the day, isn't that what we are, too? What a bar. <laughs> Except I guess we don't like we don't I don't know the don't the reproductive process is very different in our case I suppose yeah a lot less destructive and hostile I don't know yeah um so Brian I had some other stuff happening hey, I want to give you my life update too Ugh, all right yeah because the leg cut was just one piece of like a very stressful time which um I just want to update you on like my travels with my outages because. Uh, in the past week, I've explained this to, like, so many people, yeah. so I want to explain it on the podcast so that I can just reference people to them and not explain all this to them again. Them but also, I'm in a position where I'm not going to be talking to people a lot more. Not going to be talking to many more people for a while. Regardless, mm-hmm. I believe last time we talked, I was still in Vidalia, Georgia. Yeah. You are about to go to Ohio. Yeah, I also just want to illustrate to you how ridiculous my like job schedule has been so the plan for this season was six weeks in vidalia six weeks in ohio and it was going to be great we were going to take the van and we were just going to have sydney in the van with brian the whole time and it was going to be great mm-hmm. so um and the reason what else so last year i was doing all these uh, ktnr video projects and they took me off of those so that i could be a supervisor and do these long outages instead of a bunch of short outages and then I trained someone up to take my place on the video projects. And I was like, they're not going to be as good without me, but I trained this person up, they'll take the lead, and it'll be fine. So, while I was at Hatch, that person ended up doing things that wound up in them getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> I will not elaborate, but they don't work for GE anymore. <laughs> so, that person got fired abruptly, and then... Um, so the person that was going to run KTNR, gone. So they were like, okay, Brian, we need you back on KTNR. You're off Ohio, which was kind of bittersweet because like we had a lot of plans to see people in Ohio and we were looking forward to just being there for six weeks. But also, as I've said before, it's like one of the worst plants that nobody wants to work at because it's really high dose and apparently like everyone's miserable there. Um, but yeah, so it was like bittersweet either way. But then also bouncing now instead of one place for six weeks, I'm going to be in three different places for two weeks each. And it's from New York to Iowa to New York. So that's a 13 hour drive in between. So that would have just been like a lot of driving around in a short period of time for the van. So we decided forget the van. It's not going to be worth it this season. Park the van in Wilmington and then Sydney would fly up with me and she'll just fly around to my outages. We'll have to eat the cost of the flights, but in the long run, I think it's worth it. And we were able to pay with most of them with points anyway. Mm -hmm. So that was our plan. And then the other silver lining is uh, that 
this resulted in me having a week of downtime between Hatch and first KTNR project. So we we're like, oh, we can take that week and do all the things in Ohio that we wanted to do anyway. Yeah. So we were excited about that. Then someone who was originally also going to go to the Ohio project, um, their outage got delayed, so they weren't able to make it in time. So they were like, well, we need someone to replace this guy until he's able to come. Guess who has a free week? Brian. Nice. So they're like, hey, Brian, I know we just took you off the Ohio project, but now you're back on it. So, and you have to come now. <laughs> so did not get a free week. Ended up having to go to that plant. Which, by the way, now that I've actually been there, I'm like, okay, yes, there are a lot of things about this plant that make it difficult. But, like, the people here are fine. I don't know. One of the things people always tell me is that the people there are miserable. And I'm like, they're not miserable. Like, mm-hmm. these are some of the greatest people. Like, I only worked them for a week and I was, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I just had that Ohio charm. But yeah, I, it was very pleasant people to work with. And honestly, there were a lot of things, I don't know. I feel like it should be a good plant to work at, but it just like, I don't know. They have a lot of things that seem like they should work really well, but none of them actually do. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, if you could just get these things to work how they're intended to work, it would be great. Um, But anyways, I won't go into all of that. Um, all you need to know is that, so I had to work there for a week. Um, so I lost my week off. It severely limited our time to bebop around Ohio. Um, I was supposed to get a Wednesday off, which this is why I was telling Sydney the cut could wait one more day. Cause she was insisting that I went on Tuesday, I think. And then Wednesday was supposed to be my day off or no, she was insisting I go on Wednesday. Mm. What was she insisting? I don't know. Regardless, I was like, it can wait one more day she until I get my day the off. the wrong thing, though. I'm certain of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then some other guy ended up getting, like, super contaminated to the point that he wasn't allowed to come into work, which I don't know. I don't really know how that works. But something happened that they were like, hey, he can't come in, Brian. You don't get a day off anymore. Whoa. So... Yeah, so they took away my day off. I thought I was only going to have to work till Thursday, and then I ended up working till f- almost till Saturday, but then I got them to let me go on Friday. Um, yeah, so all of those things compiled to be like a very stressful week, mm-hmm. and it was like I felt so uneasy. I didn't feel settled. Um, we didn't have the van with us, and the hotel room sucked, so we really couldn't like cook well, so I was really uneasy about food the whole time. Yeah. Um, I had a... I had a hard time really, like, taking ownership at the outage because I was like, I'm only going to be here for a week. So I was, like, half involved and half, like, not knowing what was going on. Mm-hmm. But when I didn't know what was going on, I was like, I don't want to put in the effort to really know what's going on because I'm leaving soon. Yeah. So I was kind of, like, in a weird in-between place at work. I just felt so unsettled and ungrounded for so long. And yeah. then I had my infected cut that I was dealing with. I, I was starting to get a sore throat, so I ha- thought I had a cold. And it was just like that whole week was like a very, very dark place for Brian. Yeah. I was just like, oh, and I was the position I had was the work hour TD. So that means you fill in for whoever's day off it is every day. Mm-hmm. So like my hours changed a little bit every day. So it's like some days I would like stay late and then have to sleep really quick and then come in early the next day. And then some days I'd work 10 hours, some days I'd work 12. So I was, it was like the the apex of me being unsettled. Yeah, ever. that sucks. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, um, that's But as you know, as you know, at the end of that week, I did find time to, uh, um, well, at the beginning, coming into that week, I got to see dad and Mary. So that was nice. And then at the uh, tail end know. of that week, I got to go down. Yeah, I got to go down and see Rachel and Jack. I got to meet the nephew. Yeah. So I'm. Um, right. Starting starting my resume as the cool uncle. I know I have some uh, a gap to cover at this yeah. point, but I met him, so first box has been checked. Um, and then I continued down, got to hang out with Mike and Grant, got to hang out with you and Kelly and all of your roommates. Wee. Yeah, so that was like a big just breather after all of that, but still kind of felt unsettled because we were bouncing around. But then when we stayed with Mike and Grant, and then Sydney and I just kind of took like a day to just be there and get a lot, like, do laundry and get a bunch of stuff done and sleep in and shower. And we were just like, oh, boy, this is so nice. Yeah. So that was good. And then from there, we made our hey, way up to Nine Mile, where I am I now, wanna, in Oswego, New York. Say, We've just Shut up for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, I said we, could, uh-huh. we, we didn't have to go out. I gave you an out, man. 
You Cincinnati forced you to have fun. I know, but <laughs> but I wanted to. Like, yeah. yes, I am complaining about being unsettled, but that that was still in the situation where I was like, I, w- I want to do everything with everyone, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's like at certain points, like you have the the guilt of like being like, I want to like do fun things and have fun right now because I should, but yeah. Um, yeah, and we we were looking ahead to getting to where we are now in Oswego, because we were like we're gonna get there, we're gonna have a hotel for two weeks. It's a KTNR project where I feel very comfortable getting everything done, um, and that's where we are now. So we we got to the hotel, and usually we're like hesitant to unpack because we're like, eh, that's a chore, and we're leaving soon. But we were like, no, we're getting here, and we're unpacking, and we're settling in, and this is our home for two weeks, and we're, yeah. so that's good. And yeah, there's a lot of good things about this hotel. I won't go into it, but we're happy and in a good place now. That's good. Uh, also cool. started watching uh, started watching Spy Family, which Ooh. is very wholesome and very yeah. pleasing to watch. So no. that helps the vibes big time. That's that shows a great vibe. I I feel like I suggested that to you at some point. I don't know. It's it's a, it's like a very highly rated one, so I'm sure you'll yeah. like it. It's been it's been like on the docket for us for a while, and yeah. we just now got around to watching it. And Sydney's already saying that it's S tier. So yeah, it's very very cute. It's uh, it's not, it makes you feel good. Um, yeah. but uh, did you get to the episode? I think it's episode five, maybe maybe episode ten. I think we just watched eight. We just we just watched the dodgeball game. Okay, so you've seen the episode where they rent out the castle. Yes. That yeah. That's the we watched that one like, with Grant. Get to that episode. Like <laughs> I was like, this is out of control. Yeah. It was but, um, so funny and so wholesome and good. Yeah. It's so it's so good. Anyways, okay, enough talking about an anime out of context. Um we gotta get to Jay's uh emotional collapse. Uh so I had a similar arc <laughs> as you did. Um so following Illinois, when I was like running Illinois the whole day, I was just like, man, my foot feels like it hurts a lot more than it should. And uh, I'd been running through some foot issues for a while. So I was like, okay, this meet was important to me. After this, I don't have another meet until, like, the end of March. I'm gonna, like, take a week after this and just bike and get my foot right, hopefully. Um, so I wasn't mm-hmm. running. Factor number one. Um, then I, uh, because I stayed up so freaking late on Saturday with the meet, essentially Sunday morning... My Sunday was, like, completely wiped out. So then, like, I didn't get anything done on Sunday. Um, So that kind of pushed, like, all my, like, clerical life things to early in the week, which didn't really set me up to be successful um, later in the week, which was important because I was having a design review. Um, I had, like, a big meeting on Tuesday for my capstone with, like, the Cincinnati people. And on Thursday, we were meeting with, like, our sponsor to, like, give him essentially what would be our last pitch to be like, hey here's our plan, please let us build this. Because up until now, it's been like, we have this project, and like, we kept coming to them with ideas, and at first we were like, very unprepared, but then like, as we kept getting denied, we kept coming back with like, more and more preparation, and like, support for our ideas. And we just kind of kept getting it denied, and it was getting increasingly disheartening, and more frustrating, because like, we were, because we, the more we prepared, we had like, better reasons for what we were doing. So then, getting kind of denied out of hand, uh, was like, really really frustrating so then mm-hmm. i like at this point we feel like garbage about our capstone and like we're not looking forward to these meetings but like we want to be so well prepared for them so i'm like just kind of stressed about these meetings and like having not a great week until like on wednesday like i i think it was like a culmination of the way i kind of ran through it in my mind after the fact or like dissected it was that i think it's particularly inflaming to me when I feel really stressed and anxious about something to the point where it makes me unable to enjoy things that I should. Uh-huh. So, like, on Wednesday. Because, um, like, once I'm in the zone where I should be enjoying something I'm not, then I, like, get frustrated, anxious, and sad that I'm not enjoying something that I should be enjoying. And, like, then it's like mm-hmm. I really don't get a break because then I feel, like, garbage during my off time and garbage during my on time because I'm working on something that makes me feel bad. So then... It really snowballed on Wednesday, like, because Wednesday morning, I was, like, trying to get work done, but then, like, um, I hadn't, like, spent time with Kelly in a while, so then she said, hey, let's get, like, coffee Wednesday morning, we made that plan, like, days ago, so I was like, this is good, like, I need to, we, I need to do this, like, I need to take a break, it'll be nice to hang out with Kelly, 
But then I was sitting there in a coffee shop, like we were playing Wordle games or Wordle games, and uh, I was just like, I was just half there. Like I was just like so anxious, and I was just like, this sucks. I'm just like, I want to be having oh. fun right now, but I just feel gross. And then I went to work on the thing, and working on that felt gross, and I was just like, it was the point where I was just like, I just felt so fragile, like all day, and then like it, by like the by mid afternoon just openly weeping like i was just having such a bad day and uh oh man yeah which i got i got a critical i got a critical moment hug from kelly i was like coming home i was just like a mess and i was just like can i get a hug and she was like luckily she was home and i got a hug and she's like what can i do and i was just like honestly nothing like the hug was great um i just feel like garbage but then there was kind of a turning point after that because then i like went worked out felt like a million percent better after working out because that that was one where i just like i needed a reset but um so yeah i i just got a call from kelly actually uh so that's why my tramp thought was interrupted but um <laughs> then thursday was when i really started to turn the corner because we did well at the meeting like we did exa- like i felt at the previous meeting with this guy i felt like not well enough prepared and then this one i felt like more prepared and it's a thing where I'm like not a bad presenter. So I didn't, I don't need a ton of preparation to present well and be convincing. I just need to feel confident. Like I can make something mm-hmm. not great seem great, but if I don't believe it's, it's worth like defending, then I make it seem worse than it is. So, um, yeah, I felt better about this presentation. I felt like we all did a lot of good work. So I like feeling good about that meeting. I was like on cloud nine afterwards and then, like, I went to wine night with Kelly after that, and that was fun. And then, like, Friday, I feel like we did other fun stuff, maybe. I think so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think we did some fun stuff. And But then Saturday, I hung out with you, which was also amazing. Um, Grant came yeah. in in the afternoon, hanging out with him all day. He's great to be around. And then you came in in the evening. I got to introduce you to all my friends again and that was super fun and hanging out with you sunday morning it was just kind of like it was a nice lapse in the stuff that i had to do and it like just kind of it helped that i was like already on my way back up when you guys came into town because then it was like i was starting to feel like myself again and then it was like at that moment where i'm like coming out of this it's like i'm reminded of all these like good things that are going on so that was like really really nice and you guys came at a great time. <laughs> yeah, I think I, that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about it there. I was like, you guys, like, I was having a real rough time earlier. Like, but you came at the right time. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be a bummer now. Yeah. But, uh. I know. I feel like every time we talk to each other, it's like, I'm on the edge, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, life's tough, man. Um, yeah. but, yeah, luckily we're both in better places now. Um, after that, it was, a. Uh, Sort of a similar thing where a lot of my clerical stuff got pushed into the beginning of this week because you being around, but that was I wasn't as pressed this time. Um, but uh, yeah, I took Kelly to the airport on Wednesday morning, very very early, at like four thirty a.m. So uh, she is now in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and I'm still in Cincinnati. I think that you may have frozen. <laughs> yeah i was worried that might happen uh i meant to tell you at the top uh this hotel wi-fi boots me off it boots you off after every six hours you have to reconnect so i was worried uh, that that might happen yeah well but uh i can um, clip all that out yeah i noted the time in my audio at least um so where was i um oh i took kelly to the airport very early wednesday like four thirty a.m otherwise known okay. as yesterday um which that was actually fun, you know. I, 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 it was funny later that day. Somebody said like, "What was your best part of your day?" And I was like, "Honestly, I think taking my girlfriend to the airport at four a.m. like that was pretty fun." Um, just like sitting in the car, like chatting. It was a good time. Um, mm-hmm. But and then the drive home. So it's always relaxing to just go on a little drive, listen to a podcast. But uh, mm-hmm. 
But all these are through the rose-tinted glasses of not feeling like garbage, which, in comparison to feeling like absolute garbage, feels pretty nice. Um, but yeah. oh, I did, I did want to talk about. You you said at one point you got to the point you were openly weeping. Were you just yeah. weeping by yourself, or? Yes. Well, so okay, it was like I was sitting there just feeling like a shell of a man. I want to dive into the weeping. Yeah. So I felt so bad, like when I came, when I left the coffee shop and was working. Then I went to class, and I was just kind of like thousand-yard stare the whole class. And after the class, we were walking to go pick up like a robot from a TA's office, and like I was just like walking ahead of um, my classmates, and it was to the point where it was like it was like seventy degrees out that day, so it was like super nice. And um, like the fact that it was such a nice day, and I felt like such garbage, like made me feel worse for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so then like I was just in there like. Like, at that point, I was, like, trying, I was, like, holding back tears. Like, I was just, like, I just felt, like, like, I felt, like, weeping. Like, I was just, like, so sad and just, like, felt mm-hmm. so bad. So then, like, we did that and then, like, I came back and I was supposed to just, like, keep working until Run Club at that point. But I was biking, so it didn't really matter when I went to Run Club. I was just going to go at Run Club time. But then I sat back in the chair and I was just, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man. Like, I was, like, I was barely saying anything and I was, like, I was sitting there with my friend, um... Matt working and then I was like dude like I just I was like trying to start to s- explain how I felt and then he was like dude like just he was like go home like and get your workout in and just like he's just like just like go get your workout in like re- reset and I'm just like yeah I'm gonna do that and then that was obviously the right call but um but yeah so then when I went back but when I, I was like still like barely keeping it together like walking back home just like feeling like garbage and then like by the time I went back, I like got home and like I found Kelly and I was just like, give me a hug. And then like she gave me a hug and it was like obviously a very long and like sad hug from my end. So then she was like, are you okay? And I was just like, no. And then she was like, what's the matter? And I was just like, I feel so bad. And then I was just like, and like, then it's like eruption. Like I was just like crying and I was just like, yeah. this is the worst. And then we yeah. talked a little bit. I went upstairs, laid on my bed for a few minutes, <laughs> and then uh, walked yeah. to the wreck and had a good workout. Like, that was part of it. I think I, I like, biked. I was, like, had a lot of pent-up stuff. Like, it was one of those things where, like, I could tell, like, that my reaction was disproportional to the problems in my life at that moment. Like, I, mm-hmm. there, it was, like, I could tell I was spiraling. And I was just, like, so then... Like, just getting a good hard workout in. It was just, like... It was one of those ones where it's, like... Once I was able to, like, pull myself out of it, it was, like, okay, there's, like, not a ton that's, like, bad right now. Like, you just need to, like... And Mm -hmm. I was able to... was able to reel it back in. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have somebody to cry to. And I I was curious about it because in my week of unsettledness, there was a moment, too, where, like... I forget where Sydney and I were driving, but, like... We got we I we got to wherever we were going, and I was already like on a roll, venting about everything that I was stressed out about. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point that like I felt myself start crying, so I like reached across and like hugged Sydney and buried my face in her chest, and then just like waterfall. And yeah. I was like, I just didn't realize I was so like tense and like stressed about everything until I started like verbalizing all of it, and then I was just like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, and like, and then you, and then you cry for a little bit, and then you're like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, like you just need, you just need to get it out sometimes, or at least I don't know. I guess we do. Um, yeah, shout out to the women in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I think being able to own it is also just kind of a an important thing to be able to do. Yeah, I guess it's like I just feel so bad. Um, but yeah. yeah, to be able to admit it to yourself is a big step and admit it to yourself and tell yourself that it's okay. And like share yeah. those feelings with someone else is huge. No. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, it's like a, it's like a fire that's like smoldering without oxygen. And it's like, if you like open the hood of the grill and let it like all flame up and burn off, then it like, it burns off. But if it, it'll just smolder for like ever, if you let it, um, yeah. But anyhow, so, well, uh- yeah, on that somewhat depressing, somewhat wholesome note, do you want to read an email? Uh, well, I mean, like, I, 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 stuff got better after that. Do you want to hear about that? <laughs> or I guess oh, like, you still have more. We're oh, almost wait. at an hour. Oh yeah, 
I guess. Oh wait, no, yeah, I forgot that I went further and then you reeled me back in. So I was, I was thinking about it. But um, oh, I was just gonna say that like something that occurred to me today was that I, I shipped off Kelly to Alabama. She's getting some repairs. Her open. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's getting a tune-up. Uh, no, but... Um, and also, Devin left for Italy, which are, like, probably numbers one and two. I'm not sure in what order at this point of, like, time that I spend with <laughs> in my life. Okay. So I'm just like, man... Yeah, so you better not have any reasons to cry coming up. I'm like, man, I'm kind of lonely now. Like... <laughs> Not like, like obviously I still have like so many people in my life and like I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing fun yeah. stuff. I'm not actually like depressed, but I'm just like, man, like there's, there are two people who are like large parts of my life that aren't going to be here for a while. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. Like Jay, Jay, you good now? Cause, cause I'm trying to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but, but anyhow, oh, one last note. I found a quarter today. It was a 2023 quarter and, um, it's Bessie Coleman. It's a Bessie Coleman quarter. Who's that? Uh, she was the first female African American slash um, Native American to get her pilot's license. Wow. Does it say all of that on the quarter? No, I I did a quick Wikipedia. You know, I do my homework. Okay, you you were just staring at the quarter as you said all of that. So I was like, man, they're really uh really writing right. it down. <laughs> yeah, it says here that she was born in Tallahassee. No, um, it it's was a, uh, it's in, it's in two point font. <laughs> yeah. It says E Pluribus Unum, but I think all of them say that. Hold on. People can write like microscopically with tiny little lasers, right? How wild is that? Probably. Yeah. No, I've seen it. Yeah. I need to send you a video. Okay. It's from the uh, from the lab. Uh, Berkeley National Lab. Yeah, they would like like they wrote something on like Abraham Lincoln's eyeball on a penny or something. I don't know. It's ridiculous. It was so small. That's I'll cool. send it to you and I'll post it in the post it in the show description in case people are interested in seeing something very small. Nice. <laughs> That's what I All right, so should tell I... the ladies that you meet in your life. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if there's something like that coming my way. <laughs> All right, oh, should I read this email? Seeing something really small, talk to Brian. <laughs> All right. We got oh, one I'm from sorry. Carmen Wilson this week. <laughs> Hey, it looks like it is a copy and paste from a dictionary. It says, uh, heifer. Okay. Heifer. Heifer. Have you, was this one of the words we were trying to pronounce before? It, I, you know, I think it was, and I'm nervous that we got it wrong again. All right. Well, it, it's spelled H-E-I-F-E-R and it's pronounced heifer. By the way, Jay, you know how they have the like pronunciations in dictionaries. If it's pronounced heifer, then I would think that I knew what it was. Well, yeah. Okay, well, what do you think it is? I thought it's like, um, I feel like it, it is a term based in livestock that, like, I picture like based a female cow. <laughs> yeah, a like heifer? I'm picturing like a, a female cow. And like, and because I feel Can like you... it's a derog, people use it mostly as a derogatory thing, like calling someone fat, like, oh, that's a heifer. I was going to say, use it in a sentence. Okay. Yeah, well, like uh, I was gonna brag about like the pronunciation things with all the weird markings and like backwards letters and stuff. Mm-hmm. For some reason, at some point in my life, I've learned how to read those. Like I know what all those mean. Really? So like the pronunciation things actually help me a lot. Everyone's like, "Oh, those don't help at all." I'm like, "If you just knew how to read them, it would." Anyways, heifer, a young cow, especially one that has not had a calf. Oh. So yes, it is a it is a cow. It is a, f- a female cow that has not given birth yet. So that kind of makes me think like it would be a slimmer cow. Yeah. Wait. So I need to search our. How do you spell heifer? But H E I F E R. But it's a it's a young cow. Yeah. But not a calf. It's so like an adolescent cow. Oh yeah. Maybe. For, okay. So it's in a previous email. She said forgot to mention that when I was looking up the der- derivation of the word highfalutin. I stumbled across a story of a cheerleading coach in Texas who was fired after recording a, after recording of her calling her team highfalutin heifers surfaced. Okay, so I feel like that's not that bad. <laughs> Y'all a bunch of highfalutin heifers. Okay, I can see that. I, yeah, if I... Anyways. Well, I guess the bad part is the cow part, huh? You probably shouldn't <laughs> call women cows. Okay. Yeah. Um, moving on with Carmen's email. Um, <laughs> the Texas cheerleading coach who was fired was calling her cheerleaders cows. It is painfully obvious that you two did not spend enough time on the farm. 
Oh, and heifer is pronounced with a short <laughs> E sound, and the I is silent. Rhymes with never, kinda. Yeah, I got it, Carmen. I know how to read the pronunciation things that you Wait so conveniently pasted in here for me. <laughs> I need to run the game tape back what? on that podcast, because I feel like I said heifer. You might have at some point. If I saw this word in a vacuum, I would say heifer. Well, if you saw that word in a vacuum, you'd have a lot bigger heifers. problems than pronouncing it. <laughs> <laughs> what are all these words doing in my vacuum? Um... All right, she goes on to uh, talk about caffeine. I believe Jay said that the lethal dose of caffeine is 10 grams. From a quick internet search, that sounds about right, although it depends on the size of the person. My quibble, that's a great word, is with your conversion to milligrams. (laughs) (laughs) You're too obvious. Or no, maybe she she did a quick internet search. Yeah, okay. Is what I what I understood. Anyways, her quibble is with your conversion to milligrams. I didn't go back and listen to the pod again, but I'm pretty sure the two of you came to the conclusion that 10 grams is the same as 1,000 milligrams, but 10 grams is actually the equivalent to 10,000 milligrams. Okay. Oh, man, that's embarrassing. Yeah, we should have gotten officially embarrassed. Did we we really say 1,000 I didn't want you to go through... I I didn't want you to go through life thinking that you would die if you drank 10 cups of coffee in a row. To be clear, I'm not recommending drinking 10 cups of coffee in a row. I have no horse in the caffeine race. (laughs) Man, I need to hang out with Carmen, man. (laughs) Well, that that kind of opened up an interesting box where what if you had a bunch of horses drink 10 cups of coffee and then have a race? Yeah, dude, they... Well, isn't it like horses will drink soda until they die? I feel like a lot of animals horses will, like, will? Eat, eat until they die. Yeah, like like they don't know their own like limits, and then they just eat until they die. Or oh, yeah, like they're so hardwired to just like eat food whenever they can. Yeah. Yeah, that's always been interesting to me. Like some dogs will eat until they're like extremely, like if there is food, they will eat and they will get super yeah. obese. But that was never an issue with our dogs. Yeah, our dogs were weird, like man. Some... Like, there's a whole market of, But like, I feel like it that, wasn't like... just our dogs. Yeah, there's, like, a whole market of bulls that slow down dogs from eating. Like, they're, like, weird shapes. Yeah, I know. Cause, well, some dogs, yeah, they, they'll, like, eat so fast that they choke. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, how do the dogs get to that point? Is that just natural? Yeah, I mean, I guess... You and, know, like, I mean, so like... many people have to plan... Just so many people have to, like, plan their dogs' meals. And that just seems like a lot of effort to me. Yeah, I mean, well, the plan the meals i think the meal plan's more or less the same every meal they have but like you gotta like time it when i mean yeah them. but that's more effort than i want to put in yeah yeah i don't know man i always thought that like i'd feel more like know. i had like an athletic dog if it like actually had some gusto when it ate whereas like it kind of felt like we had like yeah. like i don't know how would you describe our dogs what animal were they akin to like i feel like they just like didn't really care about much like, they, they were, were cool basically dogs. Basically cats, like, right? They got excited. No, they weren't quite cats, because cats are more disinterested. Like, they just kind of, like... Our dogs just kind of wandered around. <laughs> they, like, putzed. Yeah. Um... Like, hmm. they like they were like an old person. Were they, were they like, sloths, but not as slow? Yeah, I guess they were just, like, old people. <laughs> yeah, like, they're just, like, putzing around. <laughs> they just go around, they do things, they're happy. They, like, they but, like when things are happening. It was, like, an old person who, like, just sprints sometimes <laughs> like they got really excited sometimes yeah were they like gran torino maybe yeah that's a reference everyone will understand <laughs> yeah <laughs> um anyways there's a little bit more of this email okay. brian i'm curious to know if, if you have figured out how to successfully deal with working the night shift any tips for the listener if you have already addressed this question on one of the podcasts I have yet to listen to, feel free to edit out this part of the email. No, I don't think we've talked about it. And like, Carmen, <laughs> I understand you're new to the Weekly Wilson family, but retreading old ground is one of our cornerstones. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like that's just but, a mainstay of podcasting. Once you get past a certain point, it's like... Yeah, once you get past 100 like episodes, pe- I think you get your badge where you can't be held accountable for saying things you've already said. Yeah. Anywho... Night shift. I think I have the transition down. If you have, it's best if you have two days to make the transition. One day is pretty rough. But basically, so say you're working day shift and you have to roll to night shift. So you work your day shift and you get off at like 5 p.m. You got to stay up as late as you can. If you have two nights to roll, then it's like the first night you want to try to stay up till like two or three. 
and then sleep in as late as possible, obviously. So then the next night you stay up even later, hopefully till like five or six or seven, and then sleep all day and then go into work that night. So that's the role if you have two days. If you only have one day, it's a little harder. Um, but then some other little tricks are that I, some people, it's like when you're waking up in the afternoon, so like you wake up at 3 or 4 p.m. for work, mm-hmm. then people will just like eat dinner food because it's dinner time. Not about it. I wake up at 3 or 4 in the afternoon, I'm eating breakfast. I'm eating breakfast food. Mm-hmm. You got to trick your body into thinking it's like still on the same normal schedule. Yeah. Other thing I'll do is um, you got to keep the room blacked out all day. And then this plays more into effect when I have a day off and I'm just in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. But when I wake up, when I first wake up, I'll turn on a couple lights because it's like morning, you know. Mm-hmm. I keep the blinds completely closed and turn on a couple lights. And then in the middle of the night, I have all the lights on all the time because I'm like, it's the middle of the day. My body should be awake. So I turn on all the lights in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, start turning lights off as it gets closer to bedtime. Basically, I'm just trying to trick my circadian rhythms. Trick your body into thinking it's still on a normal schedule when really you're on night schedule. Okay, yeah. And then, like, th- do you ever leave the I room? I think those are my like, two main go, tricks. Like, work out? Th- um, yes. Which, I mean, like, all the lights are on in the hotel. Yes, you see outside and it's dark. There's nothing you can really do about that. But that's the other thing is uh, my workout. Is I do my workout at, like, 3 a.m. Because to me, that's the middle of the day. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, also just, like, make sure you blink as little as possible, because that blinking is darkness. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, avoid at all costs. Um, But, yeah, those are my main tricks. There might be some other subtler things that I do, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. I did not mind working night shift for six weeks. Like, once I made the transition, I was like, I'm in, I'm good, no problems. Nice, nice. Um... Well, that's probably like some of the most practically useful information we've given on the podcast. It might just be. Uh, she closes with "Keep on keeping on, Carmen." Well, geez, Brian, delightful, yeah. huh? I just said, "Well, geez." Um, I, if you didn't know, still haven't showered this evening, so probably gonna go do uh, that. You got to get on that. Yeah, got the stank. Got to put a little stank on it for episode one hundred and one. <laughs> um, is that the episode we're on? <laughs> Yeah, episode LOL. Oh, man, pressure's off. What is that in binary? <sighs> what is 101 in binary? Yeah. Um, Two? I'd have to... <laughs> no, yeah. definitely not. Wait, B? Are there Bs? In... <laughs> That's not a thing. Yeah, Brian, how do you spell B binary without B? Here, I got it. 101 in binary is 1100101. No, what is... One, it no. 101. That's what that's representing 101 in binary. What does 101 in binary represent? Oh, you want to convert 101 to binary? Yes, Brian. I, I didn't want to say well, 101 that would be in binary what? for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Just random thing. How, what's hmm. the episode number in binary, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Let's see. Um, I think it's two to the. That's two to the zero plus two squared. So I think it's five. What? Oh yeah! Oh, dude, I remember learning about all this crap. That's this. That's mind-boggling. But anyhow, um, is it all right. five? Well, now I gotta check. I don't want Who Carmen cares? to correct me again. <laughs> no, she I is. want I want Carmen's sole purpose in the podcast to be correcting us because we need someone to check us. Yeah, we've had it too good for too long. Maybe Carmen can be the new Scotty. I haven't seen Scotty in a while. She's done more Scotty tasks than Scotty ever did. Um, Carmen might not even know who Scotty is. Based on where she at is in the podcast. Where she at is. Alright, uh, 101 in binary Wheels is are coming five. Off. Wheels are coming off, Brian. Right. Alright, thanks for listening, everybody. Sorry we missed a week. <laughs> As you know, we like had a lot going on. Um, but you can email the podcast at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at weeklywilsonpod on Twitter. Or you can check out our Instagram at weeklywilsonpod. We still have not gotten an image of the Canadian tuxedo up, but... Where it'll be, it'll be up soon. I've worn it twice since the recording of that last one. Um, but anyhow, you wore it when I was in town. Yeah, it's a great outfit, um, in my opinion. <laughs> but, it did not look as ridiculous as I thought it would. No, oh, thank you. Um, well, Brian, <laughs> ah, is that a compliment? Um, until the end of next week, and unless otherwise noted, my name is Jay Wilson. 
His name is Brian Wilson, and this has been the Weekly Wilson. When is the last time we posted anything on social media? Dude, this it's podcast? Oh, boy, it's rough out there, Brian. I haven't been posting anything on my social media. <laughs> I don't think we can in good faith tell people to follow us on Twitter and Instagram if we never post anything. Well, Brian, to, in my defense, all our tweets have gone into the ether to never be seen again. So, until we have some Twitter followers, I refuse. I you know what? That yeah, you know what? The <laughs> the listeners need to display interest for me to feel accountable, all right? I'm sick of this shit. Well, <laughs> I think that's a deadly circle where we say we won't tweet until we have followers, but if we don't tweet, we're not going to get any followers. That's not a thing. People who have one tweet have thousands of followers. Nick Offerman had like a million followers on Instagram before he even posted a photo. I'm not dealing with this. Anyways, next week, I'm going to go tweet about something.